Hi, and welcome to another episode of the MedTech Matters podcast, where we learn about someone impacting the medical device industry. I'm Sean Fenske, Editor-in-Chief of MPO and host of the podcast. Today, we're speaking with Leanne Toplitsky, Vice President and Worldwide General Manager of Robotics at Zimmer Biomet. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, John. I'm really happy to be here. So, you know, let's let's get right to it. You know, what what's happening? What's the latest with Zimmer Biomet and and the Rosa robotic system? Yeah. So maybe before I jump right into the latest, I'll just do a quick reminder for the audience on the history of Zimmer Biomet in Rosa. So Zimmer Biomet. Sure. Uh, is a global medical technology company whose mission is to alleviate pain and improve the quality of life for people around the world. And we currently have the highest share in both knee and hip implants globally. And back in 2016, we acquired a company called MedTech who had a robotic platform called Rosa that was to assist in brain and spine surgery. And so what we did is we took that you know, that, that robot and combined our years of experience in large joint navigation, surgeon workflow, and those best implants in the business with this robotic expertise in hardware and software to create now what we have is Rosa Knee, which is a robotic surgery platform that's helping tens of thousands of people that need knee replacement surgery today. So now we'll go into kind of the latest and the present and answer your question uh, on what's happening now. So certainly okay. there's a uh, there's a lot of enthusiasm for Rosa, both internally and externally. Um, and Rosa has been critical to our evolution in uh, in this transition of technology, of, of um, metal and plastic, I would say, into technology and data. And so, as we mentioned on our latest earnings call, we have over 200 Rosa knee systems in the market and counting, and we're working our way around the world with approvals in lots of countries as well as expanding on our ROSA indications. And I know this has been kind of a long answer, but maybe the most exciting thing about ROSA, I think, um, that I want to make sure that the listeners get a picture of is how ROSA is connected to the rest of Zimmer Biomet's suite of integrated technologies. So we're not solely focused on the interoperative portion and the accuracy and efficiency there, but also on gathering hundreds of data points that can be analyzed by our orthopedic intelligence platform, which we've called OrthoIntel, that can then inform treatment decisions. And OrthoIntel you know, arms a surgeon both with the intraoperative data gathered from Rosa, but also with pre- and post-operative data gathered by our MyMobility with Apple Watch platform. So you can imagine how creating this meaningful connection to the patient's complete continuum of care could allow us to enhance and improve the patient experience and their outcomes. And we've just announced a pretty exciting partnership um, for that as well with HSS, which is the Hospital for Special Surgery, which is a Mm world-renowned academic center in orthopedics. And what we're going to do with them in this partnership is develop um, and commercialize my mobility with HSS orthopedic care pathways around the world. So that's the latest and you know a lot going on and super exciting to have the opportunity to be a part of it so that's interesting that you you i'm glad you actually uh covered the the origin of the of the uh rosa system because i was unaware that it originally uh was being developed as a neuro and spine robot um am i correct that there are no current approved or cleared applications for that area currently correct 
No, there, there are. We are on the market and around oh, the world okay. with our brain, our brain platform, and our spine platform is currently in a – we're having sort of a phase release, so it's in a limited market release today. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so you have so, – so it is for the spine, and, as well, and then the large joint was actually a, a separate application. That's correct. And today we actually have two large hardware platforms, both Rosa. We have Rosa One and then our Rosa Orthopedic um, platform. And then on, on those robots, we have the different applications. Wow. So, so let me ask you, uh, you know, given, given the range of applications that you have, maybe, maybe you have a better uh, grasp on this, but why have in, in recent years, I mean, certainly surgical technologies have exploded, robotic surgical technologies have exploded in the orthopedic space. You know, what, what, from your perspective, what's the reason for that? What's, what's driving that? Yeah, I think there's a few, a few different reasons for it. And obviously, it's super exciting to finally see some really great traction there. Um, first and foremost, I think that we've brought objective measures into the OR. And so this just hasn't been historically something that surgeons have had access to. So we're moving away from sort of feel and historical tribal knowledge and really enhancing the procedure with objective measures, which then can lead to data-driven decision-making. So instead, for example, of a surgeon saying, you know, a balanced knee feels like this, which obviously is really incredibly hard to teach and train and reproduce. We can now mm -hmm. say, you know, a balanced knee for an individual, you know, if, if you move the knee this many degrees in this direction and this many degrees in that direction, that's kind of the perfectly balanced knee. And so that's the first one, objective measures. I think the second one is that, you know, we've seen a plateau as it relates to outcomes and efficiency. So even though um, orthopedic outcomes are really pretty good, Still, you know, one in five patients isn't satisfied with their knee procedure. But with the introduction of technology, we think we should be able to get to a new level of kind of what good looks like. So, for example, using robotics to provide more accurate and predictable bone cuts, and then using my, the My Mobility app with Apple Watch to monitor a patient pre- and postoperatively much more closely than ever before, and having those objective measures, we can ensure now that they stay on track and course correct their care plans as necessary. So kind of that's the second one. Are we at that tipping point where we really need technology to improve um, outcomes and efficiency? And then third, and honestly, maybe the most predominant reason robotics has exploded is the patients and patient influence. You know, patients in general becoming more and more engaged in their own care, and they're using sophisticated technology in their day-to-day -day lives. So they expect it in their medical care, too. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it, it, I mean, it certainly doesn't hurt that they look really cool. <laughs> I mean, that, that, helps, <laughs> that certainly helps absolutely. sell the system. Um, That's right. But, yeah, and, and, you know, so you mentioned the patients. Uh, you know, there is, a, there is a counter to that. What is, the, what is the response from the surgeons? I mean, how do they, how have they taken to, uh, you know, Rosa and Rosa One? Uh, how, how, what's been the reception from the surgical teams? So it's been really positive. Um, and in particular for Rosa, we get a lot of feedback that they, that they like Rosa and that they can use it kind of however they want to use it. So when we talk about it, we, we sort of say that it's like putting a robot in the surgeon's hands versus kind of putting a surgeon in the robot's hands. We purposely designed it 
to be surgeon-centric and to make their transition from tra traditional instrumentation to robotics as straightforward as possible. So the ROSE applications in general have been designed to work alongside the surgeon while he or she leverages his or her preferential workflow. And so generally speaking, I do think that the surgeons have been surprised at the short learning curve and ease of use. And so, you know, if you talk about the point we just we, we were just mentioning related to the explosion of robotics, I, I think if it wasn't providing a value in some way, be it efficiency or outcomes, surgeons wouldn't continue to use it. And, you know, like we said, clearly they are. So I believe the surgeons are finding value, and we hear that providing these accurate bone cuts and objective measures of knee balance is impactful. And one other component of that, you know, that we think really they've enjoyed about it is that they can kind of pre-plan their case and so potentially create some of the efficiencies we talked about earlier in the OR. So we have some proprietary 2D to 3D algorithms, for example, where you don't need a pre-procedure CT. And so you can imagine, if you know the patient's anatomy and you're using robotics, you can go in and pre-plan the case. What implant do you think might work? You know, what angles do you want to be looking at? Essentially doing a virtual surgery before the surgery. So there's this potential of taking taking out the guesswork and minimizing surprises and errors that could come up during the case. Yeah, that's, that's an absolutely. And, and we're also seeing uh, the incorporation of, of VR and AR technology within that same type of uh, uh, space where, you know, they can not only, uh, you know, look at it, say, on a computer screen, but they can actually visualize it uh, through, through other technologies. Um, but it's also interesting because orthopedic, when, when people, you know, in the industry or even those outside the industry think of orthopedic, they think it's a very traditional, it, you know, there's not a lot of change in the industry, um, you know, and when you look at the implants, for the most part, you know, of course, there's going to be revisions and, and updates and, and upgrades, but implants haven't changed. But what's exciting is the world around the implant in orthopedic, and I think that's where, you know, this robotic surgery system, the use of data analytics and uh, data informatics, uh, that's the excitement in orthopedics, um, and that's the area that I know I get really excited about. Like you said, having, having you know, knee balance done with, uh, objective measures, not just, hey, this surgeon's been doing this for 20 years and they have a feel um, because their feel is not always on yeah. the mark. Um, exactly but, right. So, so with that in mind, you know, what is Zimmer Biomet and how are data informatics playing a role in robotic surgical systems for, for, for you guys? Yeah, I mean, we believe they're going to play a very important role in the future. You know, and, but I want to be clear, so not just limiting them to the surgical suite and the robotic system itself, I think that would be a little bit short-sighted. You know, the real mm -hmm. insights, we believe, are going to have to come from a meaningful connection to the patient. So linking the pre- and post-operative measurements like their compliance to exercises, their movement, and their gait quality. You know, how well do they walk? Are they limping? How much pain are they in? You know, to what happens in the OR and that exact implant position, that will lead over time to be able to predict a patient's outcome and ultimately to recommend an ideal pathway for them. 
And honestly, um, we're already seeing the impact of some of these patient-centric engagement tools that we have and the data that they're providing back to their care team. Um, our My Mobility with Apple Watch study showed that using My Mobility for primary knee arthroplasty demonstrated similar early outcomes to traditional care models. But My Mobility required significantly fewer physical therapy visits, fewer emergency department visits, and lower rates of hospitalization. So, you know, we think that that's a pretty big deal, and certainly there's more to come in the space, and, and that's where the future is. So when a patient, you know, continuing on with, with data, when a patient, you know, begins to have problems with a knee, sees an orthopedist, sees an orthopedic surgeon, is starting the discussion on a possible uh, knee replacement, at what point do you see as ideal for data to begin to be collected, such as things like gait, such as things like, you know, what, what you know, pain level or what, whatever data you're collecting? What point should data in an ideal situation start being collected? You know, it's an amazing question. And, and honestly, it's one that we want to answer through this collection of data that we're doing right now, right? So, so today, typically, a patient would enter the My Mobility pathway, you know, that 30 to 60 days before their procedure. So they're pr probably already lined up and ready to go. You know, they're, they're going to see their orthopedic surgeon. They're being handed My Mobility in preparation for their surgery. We provide education mm -hmm. materials, you know, an interactive tool. But over time, I think we're going to have a really nice understanding of, okay, well, if we could have captured this patient you know, six, nine, 12 months earlier when they started feeling pain and get them on the app so we can understand exactly what their trajectory might look like as we get this larger pool of patients. Again, I think that's where the, the real value is going to come in. So the, the primary answer to that is we don't know yet, but we do think that by getting a better understanding of thousands and thousands of patients today on their preoperative, intraoperative measurements we get from Rosa, and then this po postoperative care pathway that can go out several years, you know, as we start to introduce smart implants, we think we're going to get a good understanding of when we should start to intervene. And maybe some of these patients ultimately, you know, you can direct them to getting a partial knee implant instead of having a total knee arthroplasty in the end. And then, uh, and then you did. You mentioned the the postoperative uh, uh, timeline. So you do see data collection postoperatively. You know, going not just you know weeks or through rehab, but rather years out to possibly uh, enhance future generations of implants, future generations of of the Rosa. You know, of instrumentation. Just the the procedure is that would that be the ultimate goal? Well, I think, uh, yes, for sure, to, to help influence, you know, the, like you said, sort of the instrumentation, you know, ROSA, what information, you know, the insights that are important. I think it can just, generally speaking, guide better patient care. So, you know, what preoperative exercises work the best, right? How do you know if gait quality, you know, pre, postoperatively, how do you look back between those two things and have faster recovery times? Certain exercises work better than others. What are people's pain levels? So I think it's, it's going to be this long-term play is to be able to recommend 
pathways for certain individuals understand if you come in and you know you look like a patient that we've seen before we can help guide your pathway to have the best outcome in the most efficient way possible so yes certainly it will help us advance the technologies that are leveraged but I think ultimately you know it may be that exact right position for the implant or you know the you you would need a partial knee instead of a total knee for example you know the it's, it's going to be the additional factors that are also surrounding that patient to make sure they just get the best care possible and the best outcome possible. And I think the, the other exciting aspect is you're able to uh, slice, slice the data in ways that, you know, hey, if a patient is, let's say, 30 pounds overweight, this course uh, reflects best for their, for their primary outcome or for their uh, beneficial, you know, beneficial outcome as opposed to a, uh, a patient who's closer to normal weight uh, it would take this route, you know, and that's, the, that's, the, that's where you start seeing data really playing a, a part because not every treatment plan may work best for, for every patient. So there's going to be different, that age, you know, of course may play a factor, uh, you know, gait. Their, patient history, their, the, the, exactly. Yeah, I mean. So that's, that's pretty exciting. Absolutely. So, so let, me, let, me, let me end with, with this question. Um, as we're, you know, as the entire medtech industry is adopting more AI, more machine learning, you know, are we at the very early stages? And I, and I go back to that futuristic-looking machine that, you know, is very cool. Um, are we at the early, early, early stages of where we're going to have physician-assisted surgeries rather than robotic-assisted surgeries, and the surgeon is playing the supervisory role to the robotic surgeon that is doing the primary tasks. Um, are we at the very early stages, or are we still well out from that happening? Yeah, you know, I, I'm not sure that that's exactly what we're striving for in the end, to be honest with you. Okay. I, I sort of think that, as we talked about, incorporating AI and machine learning will, ha will have a significantly, you know, a significant impact intraoperatively in terms of how we talked about kind of driving the data-driven decision-making and making the surgeon mm -hmm. and care team smarter, right, elevating and enhancing what they do and they're able, what they're able to do in the OR not replacing or displacing the surgeon, but designing solutions that will help them achieve better outcomes while making them, as we talked about, kind of more efficient and less error prone. Um, but I think, again, where it's really going to be impactful is going to be this end-to-end, -end, right? Leveraging all of the data that we can get pre- and post-operatively, combining it with the intraoperative data that we're getting from ROSA and our robotics platform to really be able to predict that patient's ideal pathway. As we talked about, you know, what exercises work best? How does pre-op care impact recovery times? What about the implant placement? You know, we're, we're very excited about not only what our ortho intel platform can do today, but what it's going to bring to patients in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, you know, you talk about physician efficiency and surgeon efficiency. If, these, if the predictions of, of physician shortages uh, come you know, are, are realized if, if that is the future where we're, you know, we have, we have concerns about number of surgeons, then uh, companies like Zimmer Biomet helping to make those who are there more efficient is going to be uh, a tremendous, tremendous help. Um, you know, so, so I look forward to seeing more from, from companies like Zimmer Biomet and the exciting technologies. Um, 
But unfortunately, that is all the time we have for this episode of MedTech Matters. I'd like to thank my guest, Leanne Toplitsky from Zimmer Biomet for all of her insights. And I'd like to thank you, the listener, for uh, tuning in. So until next time, this has been Sean Fenske for MPO saying thanks for listening.